0: Greetings, especially to all those who are new to Alcoholic Anonymous, to the, the movement of AA. This is an unofficial a testimony. This is my own personal program I'm bringing to you. I'm Fernando. I am a true alcoholic. I drank everything in the house, even the Usapro alcohol and the cologne, trying to get, keep the high going after I drank everything and we had guests in the house and out of my mind, I got on my 55 Chevy that I was putting together with a brand new engine and raced it with it up and down the boulevard and I got busted. I got busted. I got sent to the clinger. I got sent and I lost my truck driving job for a period of about a couple of years still. The miracle of AA has brought put me back together. So I hope you have an interest in it being new. So let's go ahead. We have a traditional prayer called the Serenity Prayer that works. It puts perspective on the line in wisdom. It goes, God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change. Courage to change the things I can and wisdom to know the difference. Remember, amen. Throughout the day, I I keep saying, God, grant me. Grant me. Grant me strength. Grant me enthusiasm. Grant me ability to say no to the drink. If I should be drinking today, right? God, grant me a new way of living that would be uh, helpful to all, all, everybody. Alcoholics Anonymous, the program of AA, they, they have a, a monthly storybook of really cool, everybody writes in their stories, their, their, their scrapes and, and rebounds, and I, I just love this kind of stuff because they call it a meeting in print. I can actually take it with me. And, uh, and enjoy people's lives on paper so I want to thank God for the uh, grapevine AA.gretvine or you can find them at uh, aagrapevine.org and order your subscription and give them away but AA is, uh, consists of fellowships of people who share their experience strength and hope with each other that they may solve their common problems and help others to recover from alcoholism and crazy living. About 60 programs have spinned off or more out of this AA program, out of these 12 step format. And that's what it is, it's a format. It puts everything in perspective and what keeps a boat afloat in the sea of alcoholism, in the sea of problem. Through trial and error, thousands and I can say millions of people have lost their lives over alcoholism. And you got a few people that have erected ships and boats that stay afloat on top of a world that's full of alcoholism. And they are enjoying sobriety and that's what I'm doing now, enjoying my sobriety. I used to be <clears throat> I used to be in a busted down ship called the USS Battle Battleship. But now I am in the fellowship of AA and it's a beautiful ship. The only <clears throat> the only requirement for membership is a desire to stop drinking. There are no dues or fees for AA membership. We are self-supporting to our own contributions. AA is not associated with any sect, any denomination, any kind of politics, any kind of organization or institution, does not wish to engage in any controversy, so don't bring any in here, neither endorses nor opposes any causes. Our primary purpose is to stay joyfully sober and help other gruntal alcoholics to achieve sobriety (laughs) amen so welcome our first story today i believe i read it already but i'm going to start marking them as i read them this one comes to us from new york rb from bedford new york so god bless you to all the groups in new york a high five from california This is actually first written in, way back in November, 1949, the grapevine. It says, the individual. Now, alcohol tasted the same way back then as it is today. Everyday occurrences with alcohol are the same. Here we go, the individual. Do the 12 traditions of AA have any special meaning for the individual? Are they important to you and me? Personally, or are they significant merely as they help us to make sound group decisions? My own feelings is that they have personal as well as group meaning, and that groups can apply them effectively only when the individual members understand them, accept them, and believe in them. Okay, when each, when I, Fernando, I believe in them, I accept them, and I understand them then they will be effective in my life. Here we go. If a group rejects the experience offered in the traditions, it is a threat to me personally because it weakens a part of the structure of AA, which helps keep me sober. Take away a sound group structure in AA and you will leave the floundering. I have the 12 suggested steps to fall back on. But would they be enough in time of crisis? They might be, but I know that working in and with a group of AA makes it a lot easier to stay sober and I prefer not to do things the hard way. If I, as an individual, need a group affiliation, it must be with a group whose roots are grounded in AA wisdom, experience, and principles. I am not looking for sociability, Conviviality or a chance to make business contacts. I came to AA to achieve and retain sobriety. I wanted to share a gift that has been made possible by the costly experience of others. The 12 traditions of AA disclose that experience to me. They tell me what has to be done and what had to be avoided to help ensure the continued sobriety of the early members and they remind me that if the early members had not continued sober, I might not be sober today myself. In the traditions, I can read an assurance that AA will continue to be guided by principles, not by personalities. That is important. The domination of a single group by personalities would be distasteful to me. However, well-intentioned those personalities might be, If doubts and differences should arise in any group with which I may be associated, I want the solution of those doubts and differences to emerge from something bigger than personalities, something bigger than the group itself. The Twelve Traditions seem to me to express a deep sense of the humility and responsibility upon which AA is based. To help make AA continue to serve, I must also bring humility and responsibility to bear upon all personal decisions involving AA. Some of those decisions will be made at closed meetings of AA groups. Others may involve purely personal relationships. Yet in each decision I cannot help but shape in some small way the future of AA for myself and for others who may be affected. This is a grave responsibility for any one of us. We can discharge such responsibilities far better than the decisions we make flow from the reservoir of AA experience contained in the Twelve Traditions. Let me read that again, please. My thoughts were somewhere else. The Twelve Traditions seem to me to express a deep sense of the humility and responsibility upon which AA is based. To help make AA continue to serve, I must also bring humility and responsibility to bear upon all personal decisions involving AA. Some of those decisions will be made at closed meetings of AA groups. Others may involve purely personal relationships, yet in each decision I can help us shape in some small way the future of AA for myself and for others who may be affected. This is a grave responsibility for any one of us. We can discharge such responsibilities far better than the decisions we make flow from the reservoir of AA experience containing in the Twelve Traditions. The traditions had been published for many months before I approached them with an open mind to investigate what they meant and how they could help me. Their importance did not sink in, did not penetrate, until I actually began to read them thoroughly, to study them, and to measure them against my own limited experience in AA. As a result, today I have a deeper sense of the importance of AA not only to myself, but to others for whom AA may in the future mean so much. I can see more clearly how easily the great gift of AA might be dissipated if the simple yet costly experience of the past were rejected. Without AA, few of us could long survive to lead hopeful, fruitful, constructive lives. The Twelve Traditions show us how AA can be preserved and kept strong. And that is all I have to know to lead me to accept those traditions as key elements in my own personal survival. Without AA, few of us could long survive to lead hopeful, fruitful, constructive lives. The Twelve Traditions show us how AA can be preserved and kept strong. And that is all I have to know to lead me to accept those traditions as key elements in my own personal survival. Amen. You know, that can, this is from R.B. Bedford, coming from Bedford, New York. Thank you very much. I'm sure he's long gone. He's probably in the meeting in the sky looking down and saying, hey, they're reading my article. And you know, he was right. Uh... I think the uh, he was just a few months sober when he wrote this, and the and the traditions have been just out in a couple of years. and now' we're, uh, this is two thousand twenty two I mean, and we are still leaning on the traditions. I know gr- groups and people get get off on tangent. I had a guy call me yesterday and he was. Trying to call me, it was a new. I didn't recognize the phone number, so I didn't call back. I thought he was a. It didn't sound like his 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 way of the way he tries to communicate with me. He's got ten years in the program. I have going on twenty eight, and uh, he. Uh, I sponsored him in the beginning, and then he went on with another sponsor, and then he got into. Uh, argument with him and he just came back from his third sponsor and he goes well i'm glad we're always friends we had our differences yep you better believe it i kept telling him that thank god that his wife was divorcing him and he said i'm gonna come over and beat your ass and i said come on i can take you <laughs> he's a younger guy husky anyway he uh he kept on and out today he's got 10 years and i'm very proud of him he has become our uh our speaker getter for two or three years for a meeting he goes around getting speakers for our weekly meeting but not only than that from my experience is management makes you crazy that's my experience trying to manage what uh, your life and others we need to, to to worry about the newcomer and and manage our lives around the, the newcomer's success. You know, all we have to do is believe and pray that the newcomer will make it. Give that caring attitude that the newcomer can feel when he comes in all beat up and scraped up with alcohol and bewildered. He's right. So, <clears throat> that was my message to him. If you worry about the newcomer, your life will take place. You don't have to be worried trying to find a sponsor all over the place. You know, I had another individual. I told him, go help this new guy read the book. He doesn't know how to read properly. That's your, if you do that, your life will straighten out. You know, just going to the meetings and high-fiving and helping the newcomer believe that they can get it. that's my experience and with the traditions, leaning and studying the traditions. I was just thinking, I was reading this thing. <clears throat> I started a meeting in the park seven days a week, and we. I took the format from a hospital in a rehab, which they use the Bill W every morning. They open up with the third step prayer, and uh, it was pretty good. There was pe- uh, people from all over the country there, insurance companies paying $1,000 Uh, a day for them to be in a hospital in California for rehab and people taking their their savings and sending their unruly kids over here and they're just smoking and talking in the back and uh, see now I got off that was a outside issue (laughs) the point I'm making is I brought that Format to the park and I started seven meetings I myself sat there for two weeks by myself the people that came to help me were the newcomers with their court they wanted to get the court signed and they said going to the noon meetings is too late for me I need to go do this do that so this 9am meeting works so they started coming and I started uh, giving them the bag to, to do run the meetings and training them when I wasn't there and that's how the group started. And then I was waiting for the uh, the Calvary to come in. But when the Calvary came in, they considered me an Indian and I was the enemy. They didn't like Bill W. seven days a week. After a few years, they got very tired there and there was mutiny in the bounty. I was busy working with my sister who was you know, now has passed away, just helping out the family, you know, just trying to do life, got recently married, trying to do that life and their needs. You know, a very lot of strenuous situations, you know, when we get into a new marriage, supposed to be happy, joyous and free. We're still married today, 12 years later, and we're happy, joyous and free, I believe. Well, she tells me that anyway. Uh, getting back to the point, you know, the beauty of it is that you you need an enemy. Our enemy is alcohol. Our enemy is the alcohol that has the newcomer bewildered. That's our enemy. That's our goal. That's our task, to be happy, joyous, and free. And they can see that, and they can hear it in our story. We're not preaching. But we're allowing them to be our friends, to high-five them. I tell the guys, the newcomers, to thank God for their problems because they're here and they're opening new doors. You know, if it wasn't for their problem, they wouldn't have the strength to open the new door. They wouldn't care. A new door in life for benefits. So getting back to, uh, I, I told my friend, I said, you don't need a sponsor. You don't need to be, you have, to be looking upward for approval so you can hold your, your boat in a light of someone. Yeah, I have a sponsor, but he's just a good friend of mine. He high fives. And, everyone, and I'm not alone. Every time I, I have a quote, I run into a situation. For instance, yesterday I wanted to cook for the park, but it was too crowded and it was too cold and it wasn't sunny. I wanted to make hamburgers for a group. I had all the equipment and all the meat ready to go. And I called them and I said, I consulted with a, a guy that I called my sponsor. And I have about five of these guys. And he said, No, he goes, go home and rest. You know, that's exactly what I was thinking. He just validated, you know, we'll do that again tomorrow. Hopefully, the sun will come up and all quietness will come up. So here we are. Fully clothed in my right mind, telling others that you really you have to work and worry about newcomers, and get to a point where you care that they make it. That as you handshake, when you in the eyes, they can sense you care. That's all people need, and from there they'll pick up. You put in the 51 uh, percent, and they'll put in the 49 percent. That's my experience. I'm Fernando. I am an alcoholic. And I want to thank you for listening and me rambling on about the newcomer. Uh, please get yourself an A8 Grapevine and have the, even if you don't read it and they stack right there and they're just get them and, and, and start talking to the grapevine. You say, someday I'm going to read you. Put it in the toilet where you can see it. Say, someday I'm going to read you. I usually carry two grapevines with me, and I'm going to read them. I'm going to read them, and I'll carry them to the bedroom. I'll put them in the car. I'll take them out in the patio, and I still haven't read them, but I'm carrying them around all over the place. And finally, I carried them about three weeks. I said, "Ah, here I am. I'm reading them now, and I'm talking more than reading. Anyway, let's get out of here. Let's pray out with the Lord's Prayer, please. Keep coming back. It's working, family. Easy does it. A Bible reading from the New Living Testament Recovery Bible, which is an awesome Bible. Let's pray, please. Thank you so much for listening in. Pray with me. God, grant me the courage to understand your word. Give me the wisdom to set aside the difference and the serenity to receive your love and peace out of reading your word. Lord, reward us as we step into step three of the 12-step devotional. In Jesus name, Amen. Submission and rest. Bible reading, Matthew eleven twenty-seven to verse 30. Chapter 11, verse 27 to 30. We made a decision to turn our wills and our life over to the care of God. When our burdens become heavy and we find that our way of life is leading us towards death, we may finally be willing to let someone else do the driving. We may have worked hard at getting our lives on the right track, but still feel as if we will always end up in the dead-end street. The Proverbs tells us there's a path before each person that seems right, but it ends in death. 1421 Proverbs. When we began our addictive behavior, we were probably seeking pleasure or looking for a way to overcome our pain. The way seems right at first, but it wasn't long before it became clear that we were on the wrong track. By then we were unable to turn around on our own. Jesus said, Come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, let me teach you, because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Matthew eleven twenty eight and twenty nine. And a, y- a yoke is that piece of wood they put in between two oxen or two cows when they plow the field. They no. In other words, they walk together, uh. Disciplined, and they and they help the farmer. Turn the earth over, plowing. So Jesus says, "Join me in plowing through life. I will help We will help each other. Taking on a yoke implies being united to one another in order to work together. Those who are yoked together must go in the same direction. By doing so, their work is made considerably easier. When we finally decide to submit our lives and our wills to God's direction, our burdens will become manageable. When we let him do the driving, we will find rest for our souls. He knows the way and has the strength to turn us around and get us on the road towards happy, joyous, and free recovery. Let me go ahead and read Matthew 27 and 30. Chapter 11. My Father has entrusted everything to me. No one truly knows the Son except the Father, and no one truly knows the Father except the Son, and those to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Then Jesus said, Come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. And let me teach you, because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. Amen and amen to that. Take my yoke upon you, and let me teach you. Because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls. My yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. Amen, amen. That's why we want to get our rest. We want to put down the uh, TikTok, the YouTube, and uh, entertainment and read before we go to sleep, and get our full rest, and find out what what work Jesus wants us to do with him. It could be easy as changing a tire, visiting a person, but being in communication with him is easy. In other words, we, I always thought that God was a harsh taskmaster. Oh, you better get this done, I'm going to cut your head off, something like that, right? But right here, he says, take my, he goes, take my side upon you and let me teach you. Let me walk with you. because This is amazing where it says, because I am humble and gentle of heart, and you will find rest for your souls. The Bible says that we hang around angry people, we'll pick up their anger. Don't hang around with angry people because we'll pick up their anger. If I hang around humble and gentle of heart, people especially hanging around Jesus I will find rest for my souls and that's what I've been looking for right satisfaction in life and then he says for my yoke or my instructions are easy to bear My and the work I give you is light and isn't that pretty light isn't it light for us to get on our knees and to communicate with Jesus isn't it light for us to do what we're doing right now, pick up the Bible and read a few words and consider the connotation and the powerful words. Guys, Jesus is everything. He's our protector. He's our Savior. When I was having trouble sleeping, I visited my niece, and she had a little seven-year-old little girl. And out of nowhere, the little girl tells me, if you ask Jesus for sleep, he will give you very good sleep. She told me that. Later on in life, when I went to, um, I was having differences at work, and then Jesus came down as a warrior from heaven, and he says, who's bothering you, my son? And he was a warrior that wanted as a protective warrior ancient warrior see those things those visions they have become real to me another time i was in sacramento and i was i had to speak the next day I, some of you heard this story i had to speak to a group of people in a 12-step program so it's just like you and i i was a little nervous so i prayed and i asked jesus to help me the next day and i had a dream and actually it was a vision And the Jesus said, tell them that if they give anything to me, I will fix and it will never be a problem again. And then and this, that is an incredible promise that only a God that you, that can do that. You know, and I done it. I give Jesus some things that I, I could not handle and he has fixed them. You know, for instance, uh, my younger son was living with me, and he was on a funk just like I uh, wouldn't go out and look for work after graduating from college, UCLA, and he was using my car. So I just got on my knees, and, and, it, I, and I got on my knees, and I turned them over to Jesus properly, successfully. Jesus, I put your, my son into your arms, into your hands. Do with him as you will. Take him, protect him. Boom. My son got up with great power and strength the next day, rented a van, threw all his stuff in there, and he was gone like that. <laughs> and I said to self, Self, why take you so long to pray for a job? Today he has a job, he has responsibility. And I am proud of him. And I am proud of you that you listened to my life's experiences through the Bible of Matthew. Thank you so much for coming in here. Let's go ahead and pray out. Uh, Let's say the uh, seven-step prayer, please. God, my creator, starts out like that. My creator, I am now willing that he should have all of me, good and bad. I pray that you now remove from me every single defect of character that stands in the way of my usefulness to you and my fellows. Grant me strength as I go out here to do your bidding. Amen. So as I'm praying, I'm asking the Holy Spirit if I miss anything that I need to say. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, thank you, Holy Spirit, for being our teacher, our guide. Amen. God bless you, family. Wait on the Lord and be strong. Be strong and wait on the Lord. Amen. Talk to you later.